As for my workouts for the week, one good one, burner boys, it's a motherfucker. It was four rounds. This is a good wad for anyone that really wants to you know, test their stamina. It was four rounds, 16 cal ski, 24 toes to bar, 32 wall balls at 20 pounds. Man, did it right under 14 minutes. It's a lot of work in 14 minutes, so I got to say. A lot of toes to bar, and you don't realize how much the ski kind of attacks your core. It's very obvious when you think about it, but mid-workout, you're really thinking about it. This is the Strategy of Fitness podcast. Our goal is to energize and entertain fitness enthusiasts by sharing insights from experts in the health and wellness community. From physical therapy perspectives to interviews with professional athletes, special operators, nutritionists, and coaches. We want to help you be your best self. Welcome to the Strategy of Fitness. in the strategy of fitness it has a nice ring to it doesn't it check out the link in our instagram bio get 30 dollars off your first month subscription get the brand new 4.0 and start this year off right track your sleep track your recovery track your daily strain there's no better tech to wear every single day and hold you accountable of course this podcast is your weekly accountability buddy but there's nothing better on the market than whoop check it out Welcome back to the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. You are joining Nick Cressy, Dan Gorn, and Rob Roland in the beginning of kind of a conversation about none other than seltzers. We're bringing the seltzers out to the gym with us now? I didn't expect that. You know, I do, I've been doing the Perrier. They got thick bottles. Here's the nice thing about the Perrier is they have thicker plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. Me and Robert discussed this earlier. When you have a thick bottle, it stays cold a little longer because it doesn't absorb the heat from your hand. So Big note. Also, we're, we're heading on winter season. So I want to talk a little winter gym season modifications, mods, as I like to call them. And I'm not above bringing the Perrier out for a lift. Now, like I said, not if I'm doing like any intense cardio or anything, but if I'm hitting shoulders or getting a pump with Thunderbro stuff, I don't mind a nice swig of seltzer. Now you're not experiencing any burping there? I'm good, dude. I think I'm accustomed to it. It just goes down just like I'm drinking regular water. I have also my regular water. Would you call it the adult version of uh, all sport? Is that what you're doing there? Hmm. I think this is a sophisticated grown-up version of the GOAT sports drink, all sport. Yes, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, to be honest with you, all sport, every time we bring it up, I think that I need to go on Amazon and look for it. <laughs> now, before we move on from this, Nick, can you um, tell us what you called bubbly water again? Can you say that again? Seltzer? All right. The first time you said it, you're saying like a soft tea in there. You like to say seltzer. Oh, no. I don't know. I you're having like an Aldi's pronunciation thing. Uh, there. <laughs> I could be having an Aldi's moment. There's nothing Southern Delaware loves more than to put an S on things that doesn't belong on in terms of stores. Growing up, I found out like Walmart was Walmart way too late in life because I heard every single person browser, yeah, I'm going down to Walmart. <laughs> Is there more than one? Are we doubling our Walmart? It's brutal. It's, but it's true. It is true. Or uh, in Southern Delaware, they'll say, like, we're south of Dover. We're like, we grew up south of Dover. Or, yeah, no, yeah, we grew up south of Dover. So Dover is to the north. And they'll go, yeah, going to, down to Dover. It's like, well, no, you're going up to Dover. Um, 
is north. Yeah, direction is kind of arbitrary for anyone in this state. I think we've talked about it before, like 40 or 50% of the country doesn't leave 30-mile radius of where they were born. That is a case study for Delaware, especially Southern Delaware. People just don't leave it. And then that's how they're calling up and down and all around and they don't truly know you know they're literally just looking up <laughs> oh gosh you need to get a compass i like to give out trivia during the workday. one of my favorite trivia questions is there's four state capitals that start with the same letter as the state i'm in maryland people always get delaware last they always forget delaware it's a forgotten state Oh, and ask someone that's not from around this area to point to a map. And if they're untitled on a map, every single person thinks Delaware is up above New York in that Northeast. I'm talking smart, intelligent folks that like six, seven figure type people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, Delaware. Like, it's like, motherfucker, you don't know where Delaware is, dude. Brutal. Yeah, basically, geography is a lost art. And there's almost like, I don't want to say it's the most important because I guess now with ways and everything, we're kind of get away from that. But I'm not saying it's not unimportant. You should know where every state is. Like, you can't be that much like, of a dumbass. General. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you ask me, like, where Wyoming is and, like, you didn't have anything labeled, like, we might have a little bit of a problem, but I'm not going to, like, New Mexico. All right. Exactly. That's kind of be directionally accurate. I'm always like, look, like, we're kind of adjacent to DC. It's not, we're not near Boston. Not even close. No, I'm saying they're missing the gym. No, no sales tax in Dewey Beach. I mean, two just American treasures there. Come on, right there, You're relatively close to everything. But that's about it. And the people are, I'd say, just okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's, including myself, including myself. Yeah, both, both, uh, both of us are from Delaware. Yeah, 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 tell, yeah. You, tell you something. Just okay. Yeah. Would you guys hit the gym? Anything good this week? I got one star that a couple of people were posting. I think it was from the Mayhem programming. I'm going to hit it Saturday, but I thought it'd be a cool one to share. It's a conditioning piece. It's every 10 minutes. Uh, Nick, we could do this if you if you want to give it a run. I know you're you know pretty deep in the hard work pays off, but if you want to cheat on uh, Frazier with a little froning, every 10 minutes for four rounds. It's a 400-meter run, a 40-cal echo, and another 400-meter run rest in that interim and then you hit that like i said three more rounds so four rounds total and not really sure time wise i'm guessing right around six ish seems right if you're pushing that bike but uh yeah that'll be a good one i'm gonna try to hit that after my lift on saturday i like the workouts that are every x amount of minutes for x amount of rounds and you have the built-in rest you're paid for your effort quicker you can get it done the more time you get to rest feels more sustainable i like workouts like that yeah i think you're trying to hit a number right like let's say for me like six sounds reasonable and then it's like if you hit that first round of six i'm guessing you're trying to keep those next rounds within a as tight a cluster as possible that of that first yeah what about you rob i mean you were telling me that you were lifting and no belt no shoes no socks of course at four in the morning uh, at 90 percent the other day <laughs> you're a fucking lunatic bro Dude, coming into last week of Squatober, I thought it was going to let us taper for a bit. Monday, Tuesday weren't weren't too heavy. I like the squat workout so that it was almost the same workout back to back. You do one first rep, five second eccentric, and then however many reps were on the sheet for the last two to five reps, you go as fast as you can. So it was like a nice little contrast set. So that felt good. Came into Wednesday, worked up to ninety percent, and then they post the workout for today, and there was a single at ninety two and ninety five percent. 
So it's like at the end of every week, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm getting sick or my body's just aching from having a bar on my back every day. So I'm in that, <laughs> I'm in that zone. I love that you may have been sick for the last like three or four weeks. <laughs> and it's just clearly you're just destroying your body. Everybody in my house is sick. Like it's just a constant question of is the squatting helping me from getting sick? Is it just pushing off this illness is going to hit me in November once I'm done, done squat. I don't know. I'm hurting right now. I'm going to rest this weekend. Then we'll see where I'm at. But yeah, I, I was hitting a barefoot beltless yesterday. I was not so great this morning. I put my lifters on because 400 pounds on my back before 5 a.m. was not feeling great, but it was moving pretty quick, feeling good. Before we move on to you, though, I, I want to go back to Dan because we did the goblet squat challenge again. I want you to talk through this, man, because that looked like fun. Yeah, we had a great time. There was a aide that works there, and he's like, He's kind of got it in terms of like he's obsessed with fitness. He's been doing some Spartan races. Uh, he's big on like calisthenics and doing calisthenics. So I told him about this challenge. He got pretty geeked up. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, shout out Brady Moore. I came in at like 8.15. I start my shift at like 8.30. So I'm doing like this half-ass warm-up. He's literally working. So I'm like, yo, Brady, you got like five-minute warm-up. We're going to hit these squats. So he does like literally nothing, no warm-up. He's like, what should I do? I said, you know, I don't know. Do fucking anything. <laughs> you know, we're about to do a really hard challenge. But, you know, he manned up. We both grabbed the hundo. And he hit 30, which I was really proud of. He was hitting really – I think he kind of did what I did the first time where he's going like full, full depth. The second time, I gained it just a little bit where I'm just hitting enough depth to kind of count as a rep and then get back up. But I hit 40. I think 50 is on the horizon. You notice the one that I failed on. I went down. I was like, okay, these last 10, I'm going to just hit it. Because I actually felt like I could have gotten it. And I think it's there. And I was like, I'm going to hit these depth. And I just got one down. I couldn't get back up again. The same fucking fail point. The anterior shoulders, the delts uh, really, really failed me. You really leaned failed. forward. You got on your toes a little bit. I just don't think you had the, you know, your fatigue yeah. on your upper body kind of had your yard sale a little bit there. But I feel like you were past the point of no return. If you can get to 40, you can do 50 I, physically. Yeah, I is actually feeling like this is actually possible. I'm going to try it again maybe in a month or two. Um, I'm doing so much tempo squat work my legs i've especially the thunderbird leg days my legs felt like complete shit until about probably wednesday night from sunday's lift so for our listeners out there this was uh tony bonvecchi listen to that episode with powerlifting and it's 100 pound dumbbell try to hit 50 goblet squats unbroken for the ladies at 65 good shit man yeah if you can get to 40 if nick was in the room there's no way you would have dropped that dumbbell at 41 no chance the self-talk while you're doing a workout like that too, it's like, I never want to fucking do this again. So let me get these 10 more. So I literally never fucking do this again. You know, it's the beauty of having it videotaped. You never, you're like, did it check the box. No reason to ever try this ever again. So the next time I feel like you got it. And Brady wants to do again. So like his goal is 40. My goal is 50. Like we're going to let it rip again. And I, he's not a huge dude too. Like, so he's like probably taller and he's like 165, 170. So to get 30, I was pretty proud of him. There's a yeah, I didn't even count his because I wasn't interested in it. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, fucker. So um, I was I was really impressed with you. Um, but next time, I think next time it's happening. Yeah, I, and we need the robbery do, and then Nick, you got to try it at some point. Yeah, too. I just got to find a hundred pounds something. I'm not doing it with 124. I'll fucking. I don't think that would work out so well. That's not. That's not the play. Question though for you guys: what, What's your dumbbell sitch? How high do your dumbbells go, Nick? And then Rob, you can. Answer. I have a single at 80, and then I don't know. I have 15s up to I think 60. Rob, what you got over there? I just got the power blocks up to 50. I've thought about buying like a set of 75 or hundos, but they just when you buy singles, they take up so much space. Like I don't know. I just don't know if it's worth it. 
Yeah, I was thinking because I'm getting to the point with chest workouts. Like I could definitely go for like some 60 or 70, but it's like, do you really want to get the dumbbell for just that little bit of work or just, you know, load up the barbell is, is my thing. But I, I do like, I think dumbbell bench and dumbbell incline. That's one of my favorites. I, I really like doing that. And I, I'm kind of getting to the point where on some of those sets and reps, the fifties aren't, aren't enough. So maybe we'll go. Yeah. As for my workouts for the week, one good one. Burner boys, it's a motherfucker. It was four rounds. This is a good wad for anyone that really wants to you know, test their stamina. It was four rounds, 16 cal ski, 24 toes to bar, 32 wall balls at 20 pounds. Man, did it right under 14 minutes. It's a lot of work in 14 minutes, so I got to say. A lot of toes to bar, and you don't realize how much the ski kind of attacks your core. It's very obvious when you think about it. But mid-workout, you're really thinking about it. And then I guess from a bench perspective, you know, I got out there, threw up some decent weight last week, 365. So I haven't been working all that hard on my heavy bench. But, you know, we talked a 1,000-pound club last week. I said to myself, well, I got to see what my bench is just to fuck around with it. I was pretty happy because I did it without a spot which was sketchy. I, I was videotaping it in case, you know, my pecs exploded and I could show it to you guys or when I, whoever cleaned me up after yeah, I was probably dead <laughs> um, would at least be able to say, well, he died doing what he loved. I mean, that, that text uh, is coming soon. It's not going to be from you. It's going to be from Mallory. It's not going to be a, well, yeah. he, he finally did it. Uh, <laughs> he's really pushing hard out there. He literally snapped uh, in half. Died doing what he loved. Died doing what he loved. <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. Still flirting with the idea of like just gaining weight and trying to like get my bench up high. I think this would be funny. Like, try to get up to like two thirty-five and just do like a powerlifting comp. How much are just, you weighing now, Rob? I know you don't weigh yourself that often, but you said you were feeling pretty thick. I'm probably two twenty, two twenty-five range, somewhere in there. Okay, cool. But you're feeling good. Like you don't look fat in the mirror or anything like that. Like your face doesn't show it at all. I have no idea. I, it, not that sure I think it suits my frame very well. I'm, I'm happy yeah. with it. Only problem is I got those those barbell jeans, the very overpriced, stretchy jeans. I split them. Yeah. Legs are getting too big. That's no problem. So it's all going to the good spots. See, again, we've never met company. each other in person, so that's the strange thing here. I don't know what 20 pounds looks like on you. Dude, I get these expensive barbell jeans that are stretchy. Contact the company. Say, hey, I was squatting down and ripped my jeans. They offer me 20% off. Scumbags. That's offensive. I'm waiting until I have a minute to call them. That was through email. I'm going to call the company and tell them how upset I am. Try now, to get some free jeans out of this. What's your jean situation, Nick? So, Rob, the barbells suck. What, what's your guys' jeans go to? I have a pants review coming up, so I'll give this on the back end. Well, I'll tell you, Mott and Bo were my go-to, right? And similar case here split in between the middle and i had two pair and they're like 120 dollars jeans fucking awesome they were my first big boy pair of jeans and both times it was inside a year and it was like normal wear and tear it wasn't like i bent over and they split like i just started noticing like when i would spread my legs or like just sit that it was wearing and tearing and next thing you know there's a hole and i contacted them two times and these motherfuckers said like sorry sometimes jeans wear out so they gave me no discount, which you want to talk about pissing someone off. So I can't do them anymore. And now I'm kind of in discovery. So I think the last ones I did were Muggsy. 
not sure if you guys have heard those, but they're super stretchy, basically girl leggings, but jeans. So you basically have Lululemon jocks. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. basically it. So we'll see if they're any stronger. I'm excited to hear your review. I think we'll do it on the back, but I don't know, man. It's tough. Not to backtrack, but Nick, what's your best all time bench? Is 365 up there? 375, yeah. Without yeah. a spot. 10 pounds below. That's a, that's impressive. Yeah, we'll see if we can keep going from here. The good thing is, back then, I was benching a lot. Right now, pretty intermittent, and I still got it enough, right? We'll see, though. My body weight's starting to go down a little bit because I've been watching when I'm eating a little bit more, and I've been just getting more cardio in my workout. So that 201 neck is way stronger than 197 neck, which is obvious, but kind of funny. Yeah, but guys, also, I wanted to transition to something I was texting you about, Dan. And Rob, you were kind of ahead of the curve here. Wait, you texted Dan separate? Yeah, I I was talking to Dan and Alex about this because you're not a whoop guy. I think I'm done with whoop. I think I'm done with whoop. The only time Rob gets mad is when we mention hashtag better chain. (laughs) Look at him. But his legs are tight and he's walking halfway up the steps. Rob, pop that shirt off. Let's see what you're working with at 220. I've taken my shirt off this podcast at least 12 times. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, You're good. You're carrying all the weight. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know. I never know. So you moved off the whoop. No, I haven't I'm still using it. No, no, I know. I'm talking about Rob. He used to have it. I'm done with it. November 16th. Am I missing something? I just don't think that they have developed the software enough, and I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying I've gotten the most I could get out of it. I still like the simplicity of the recovery score. That's my favorite part of it. I think the workout scores are all over the map and can be wildly inaccurate depending on what you do. I don't like the fact that you can max out your day strain at like a 21 because let's think about it like a big workout day for me, I get close to a 20. Well, I know that there's people that have done 50 mile races that are already been getting a 21. So it's like, how does that add up? So I guess, and again, that's, that's tough to, it's a confusing technology. Yeah. I don't know how much I'm getting out of it. I love the simplicity of the recovery score though. And the HRV. Say you, Rob, you've done all these things. None of them seem like you really stuck with. So my biggest issue with whoop is just the subscription model. I know that's like every business is moving to. I just think it's such a money grab for your information. That kind of deters me. I like the simplicity of it. It's something that keeps you honest on your, your sleep and, and recovery and all that. But if you You've already seen the data and you've made the changes. I don't know what additional you're getting from it. Like I wear the ring. It makes me honest for my sleep. If I wasn't wearing it, maybe I wouldn't be so like gung ho about getting to bed at a certain time every night. So it just holds me responsible to that. But I don't think it does anything match. Like I don't look at my HRP and be like, oh, it's low this week. I need to do some like meditation to get that up. It's just like, I just got to sleep more. That's what everything boils down to. I got to get to bed at the same time, make sure I'm sleeping well. And this kind of helps me stay honest with that. That's, that's all it is for me. Yeah, I'm the typical spoiled millennial, I guess, because my thought is like, there just needs to be more. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. 
Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, it's a powerful healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop mixed in water once a day and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. You know, I can't do something like if I bought the same iPhone four years ago that I did last year, I would be like, what the fuck, Apple? Like, give me something different. And I understand the whole idea of it's supposed to be really good at what it does. And it is right. Like, but I just want more features and functionality. And when when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't care that it vibrates to wake me up. Like, I don't need that. I have a cell phone that can ring in my ear if I need to wake up. Like, give me something. I'm really surprised I haven't dove into other things. Like, in the app, I'm surprised you can't track your water. Like, that's so simple. Like, why couldn't you? Like, make it an all-in health tracker, not just a fitness tracker. I can't believe you can't track your macros in native in the app. It's like, to me, there's so many awesome integrations that they could be considering and they probably have, but I don't need it to tell me like, yeah, when you drink, you don't have good recovery. Like I, I, I get it. It's an interesting point. Uh, like if they teamed up with my fitness pal and you see, like exactly. I don't think the calorie count is accurate, but I think it's reliable where it's consistent enough to what you do day to day. So you can eventually have an algorithm that says like, if you're tracking your food and this is your activity, this is where your weight should be moving. If it's not, Enter that information. We're going to adjust what your metabolic rate is. And I think that's... That's, that's what I'm saying. You could teach the app to be telling you, like, hey, like, to, to meet your macro goal or to, you know... I don't know. I just feel like it could be smarter and more comprehensive than, than what it is. And maybe that's next iteration. And, again, I've been a loyal member for four or five years. So I've gotten a lot out of it. It's just I've kind of peaked. This is a, a pie-in-the-sky idea I've had that's that's a little bit definitely futuristic and, and, and not feasible right now, but along the same lines of my fitness pal, I don't know how you would do this because the biggest thing with food tracking, and again, I think that the more scientific you get with it, and if you're weighing your food, if you're counting your macronutrients, I mean, doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, that's great. I think that where people are really going to start to get results, I don't know how you would do this, but if you could somehow link it to like a chip in your GI system and it just tracks what goes in automatically. I don't know how it would ever be done, but that's where, that's where you get. So like you just have your group pulled up. It's linked in with like some sort of my fitness pal situation and you just go about your day eating and it just tabulates all that shit for you. Like I said, futuristic. I don't know how anybody ever pulls it off, but that'll be, that's the play. That is futuristic to the point where I don't even know really what to say about it. It's hard to conceptualize, I mean, but so was fucking Zoom 30 years ago. You know what I mean? I mean, there are there are CGMs, like continuous glucose monitors that link to your phone. It's just a patch on the back of your arm, and you can look at your blood yeah, sugar yeah. all day. So there's got to be some blood marker that you could correlate to nutritional intake. Yeah, GI system blood marker. Somebody could figure out something. But yeah, I, I don't – again, we're talking very sophisticated technology that would probably be – 
you know, decades off. But I think that'll still be pretty cool. And that's like the one lowest hanging fruit of like nobody's really, or let's say that the vast majority of people aren't accurate and honest with what they eat. And that's where they run into the most hiccups in the whole fitness world. So if you could start to really hold people accountable for that in a in a way that's easily accessible, I think that's the best way to go about it long term. Yeah, I'm with you. Speaking of wearables, my buddy Toasty was a big whoop guy. And then he recently, I don't know, a couple of months ago, dropped off it. And I think he still is experimenting with what his next move is. I don't know if he had an Apple Watch or whatever, but I guess he got one of those Garmin. I thought it was a cool thing where... I don't know how it works. I know nothing about Garmin. My sister swears by it. She absolutely loves it for her marathon training. But I guess there's an interface, and it basically works with your BMI and your activity, yada, yada. And it tells you your real age or however they measure your real age. And they basically say, like, they're saying he's 40 because he needs to do X, Y, and Z, better sleep, less drinking, whatever. But if he dialed it all in, he could make himself function as a 32 year old i don't know how they do that but i i like the idea of at least like challenging like that's really defining to someone like oh wow i'm only 37 and this machine uses an algorithm and sees me kind of living as a 40 year old where if i really was efficient and optimizing myself i could be as low as 32 is it total bullshit probably but i like the idea of it i think that's at least a that's know, one of those pieces of technology where right. if it told me I was like 58, I'd be like, well, fuck this piece of shit. Yeah, if it told me I was 28, I'd be like, this is the best thing ever. Like, exactly. everyone's got to get one. I'd be fucking promoting it. I'd be showing it to everyone. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. Hey, motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm in my prime <laughs> when I'm 35. So fuck off. You know, fuck science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leah, my wife, loves her Garmin. And I think if you're like only modality, like Leah just likes to run. Yeah. That's like pretty much all she does. So, like, if that's what you want to do, I think Garmin's the way to go. Like every single good runner I know, I feel like has a Garmin or that's usually the kind of the main brand or something like it. There's a couple other ones out there, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot different than the Whoop. But if, you, if you're tracking mileage and you're tracking distance, it seems like. totally. Are you still going to wear the Whoop bracelet? So when you go into drop into a CrossFit gym, you kind of fit in and just not pay for the subscription or what are you going to do there? No, I'm certainly not going to do that. <laughs> but Dan mentioned he feels naked without it. I, I feel like I made too. I have like a 1200, almost a 1200 day streak of this data. Like I never have taken it off since like a Vegas trip three years ago. So it's going to be weird. Uh, who knows? Maybe I miss it. And I maybe I'm getting a lot more out of it than I know. And I re-sign up. That could potentially happen. Who the hell knows? Speaking of CrossFit, I'm going out to Denver. I will be dropping into a CrossFit gym. I will be talking about the strategy of fitness. You know, it's one of the beauties of that community. Hit the guy up on text. He calls me on Saturday and basically is like, yeah, like these are the drop-in times. Give you open gym. So I'll give a harsh review of the place when I come back. We'll see. There's a lot of options in Denver for CrossFit. Goodness gracious. Shitload. I'm excited about it. What's a post-COVID inflation drop-in rate now? Like 30 bucks a class? $20 drop-in. Yeah. Doing two days. You know, really the reason I wanted to do it is because I want to maximize my trip out there. If I have a CrossFit class on Friday and Saturday at 9 a.m., I can't sleep the day away. So... I hear drinking out in Denver is a real issue. Have you guys had any experience with this because of the elevation? Anyone? No? I'm going to Denver. I'm going, you know, hard on all the weed. And then I'm going to Papa John's and hanging with Peyton Manning. That's my play. And then <laughs> I'm not drinking beers. I'm going to drink a lot of them. And you got to see what your 
your capacity is like in the gym at at a mile high. I know. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's the question. I fuck beers. Like, how's your lungs? I'm fucked. Quickly, before we pivot to the usual stuff, I want to talk to you guys about uh, the Phils and the Strohs. Any betting? Do you guys have a wager? Do you think who do you think's going to win? You think Harper's going to ride this hot streak? Is my question. I've been talking about baseball relentlessly for like six months. I have to finish it with the World Series. Everyone around here, my wife's a huge. Phillies fan, you know, her family. So maybe we'll go out because the World Series takes her out of control. Because I would love to go to a game, you know, a World Series game. So that's per person, right? Like, so I think right now, like, standing room only is close to a thousand a person, which I'm definitely not doing. Maybe go to a bar and watch or something Saturday night, just have a little fun. But yeah, Phillies fever, man. I think they're going to win. I, I, I tell you this, I watched a good amount of baseball this year. The Orioles played the Astros in some pretty pivotal games. I don't think the Astros are unbeatable. I give, give me Phillies in seven. I will not be betting it, but, and I wouldn't advise putting money on it but give me phillies and seven orioles aren't involved maybe if the game's on i'll definitely watch it because the energy of world series but i'm not like personally invested but jesse is such a huge phillies fan and jesse's such a great guy that i'll root for the phillies and and nobody really likes astros unless you're from houston anyway no no one likes them they are fascinating again how many times have i said fascinating tonight they are very interesting to me because I expected them to shit the bed after they got caught cheating. And they just were like, nah, we'll lose some of the cheaters and we'll still be great. And we're going to get all these ridiculous pitchers pretty cheap and just dominate people. It's like, oh, okay. like, And Dusty Baker's in there with his weird-ass gloves on. I don't know, man. He's hard not to root for. I really the like Dustin him. Dustin won with the Nationals. Yeah, yeah. so he's got his. He's got so his. I, mean, I don't have to do this. So I can root against him. Dust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can root against him simply because of that. Because without that, I probably would be like, I want Dusty to get one. Because he's just been in the dugout like our whole life. Get this guy a ring. He's a fun dude. But what the Phillies are doing, they just, they're just they kind of like a hot goalie right now in, in the NHL. Like what Reese Hoskins is doing, he couldn't hit anything for four it's months. And massive four months. <laughs> You can't just not hit two-run bombs every time he's up now. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's pivot. I know we have some reviews to do. Dan, the floor is yours. Yeah, we were talking pants. I got the Bird Dogs, the uh, yeah. Steve Jobs. Fucking expensive. Like 120 bucks. I don't know. They're pants. They they fit. They're nice because they're tight. I'm wearing them now. But I don't know if you guys can see Oh, yeah. Them. Let me see these. Oh, yeah. You look good. Mm, nice material. So their pants, you know, that they, they keep my legs warm. They're tight, kind of. Like, I don't know. Not worth 120 right. bucks. So. Well, look, if they last uh, a long time, they are. If yeah, they we, don't, we're talking about they jeans. Aren't. Yeah, we're talking about jeans. Dude, I had one pair of Levi's. I just got another pair. Literally, I had one pair of jeans. They were Levi's. They were 40 bucks. I bought them for. I had them for eight years. That's all I needed for eight years. And then I, they finally shit the bed last year. Got a new pair. Still great. So, jeans, I wear them like on the weekend. So, one pair is plenty. And I just get fucking Levi's for like 40 bucks. Not bad. It's not a bad. Just buy a pair like, of Levi's and shut the fuck up. 511 is probably, I bet, or whatever those numbers are. Five, I can't remember. That's good. I'll tell you, I, I going out to this damn concert, and it's going to be cold as shit in Denver at Red Rocks. So I don't have an actual winter coat other than a Carhartt, you know. I need something sleeker. So I went to REI, and what what is this, Fall Raven? F-J-A-L-L? You guys, are you I, familiar I with this brand? About. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust it, though, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, the review's pending. I feel like I kind of got bent over a little bit walking in the REI clueless. Not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a hiker. I just want something that I can, you know, pack away if I need to keep me warm. 
doesn't weigh 25 pounds. The technology of jackets are pretty cool, to be honest with you, because this thing is very warm and is like no weight. So we'll see. We'll see about this. Dude, I would have bet my bottom dollar you're like a puffy Patagonia guy. Those those jackets are the best, dude. They're light, nice and warm. I got a puffy Patagonia, you bet your sweet ass. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I went in there thinking I was going to get. And this is just a puffy Swedish version, it seems. So, well, but I will say, Scam of the Week, brought to you by Nick Crest. <laughs> scam of the Week is, is a $275 jacket. I walk the bitch up there. She rings it up, and it actually rings up for two ten. She's looking around. She's ringing up. I don't know if there was double stickered, double skewed. I'm not sure what was going on. But you best believe they had a Viore sale. So Mal got a pair of pants, and I got the kids some chocolate or some shit. Walked out of there at two seventy five. You know, so with a pair of Vioris, with some chocolate and the jacket. So I feel like I still. I can't take it back, but if I take it back, I'm like, well, this isn't even what you bought. You know, it's it's a it's a different product on the receipt. So I'm stuck with. Did this you change the sticker? Are you that guy? Change the sticker? No, no. What I should, if it's that easy, we all should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nick, I sent you these shirts. We talked about Johnson shirts, and then I, I sent you another group of shirts. The Big Johnson guy, I got some rave reviews, but I sent you the Grunt style shirts where I. See these people wear these shirts, and I was like, "What is this?" There's a brand called Grunt Style, and it's like all these like super aggro sayings. But I kind of want to buy you guys Grunt Style shirts. That's what, I guess where I'm kind of landing with this. Have you seen these shirts, Rob? Grunt the, style the Marine shirts. shirts? Yeah, they're like super like aggro military shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen them. Um, I feel like I'd rather wear a Big Johnson shirt if you're trying to shop for me. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll get you. Well, I mean, like I said, the second I get drunk enough, you guys are both getting Big Johnson shirts. There's Although, some hit or miss, though. There's some of them that are really piss poor, and there's others that couldn't be better. <laughs> like, there's some of them that are so ridiculous, I'd put them up in my gym, and there's <laughs> others that I'd, I'd use this sort of Does Big Johnson make gym flags? Big <laughs> Johnson gym flags. Hey, if the, if the creators of the Big Johnson <laughs> are listening, please fly- start making gym flags and tank tops. You guys are missing a huge market. A huge market. It's <laughs> oh, so good. What have you been streaming, Danny? Oh, God. Or smoking anything? Did you end up getting that big sirloin tip? Yeah, and I've read about it, and apparently these things suck, but I'm going to try it anyway. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, I was just saying, I just saw this big ass these meat, and it said tip. So just I just was like, Is this a try tip? I thought it might be, but I said, Fuck it. I bought it anyway. It's a sirloin tip, which is. Apparently not the best cut I'm reading, but I'm going to give it hell and see what comes of it. All right, good. What's on the smoker for you, Rob, Nick? I didn't tell you guys this, but I, I did a brisket probably like three weeks ago after you guys got me all all hopped up on your guys' brisket. Not my best. I think it got windy at night and my trigger was running hot, so it got to 165 fast. Foil wrapped it super tight, and then it was done at like noon, and I wasn't eating until 5 or 6, so I just threw that thing in the cooler for a while. Tender, great flavor, but I feel like I lost the bark by wrapping it tight and leaving it in the cooler that long. Bark was not great. So it was like a fall apart brisket versus that like pull apart. So I made some fried rice with the kimchi again on it. Oh my God, dude, I ate that all week. That was best fried rice I've ever made. If you have to kind of choose, I feel like aesthetics and how it looks and how it cuts, the better that is, you might lose a little bit of that moisture and taste. Is that true? There's a fine line. You want to be right in the middle. 
Because when you just eat those nice slices when you first take it off, that's the best. I wasn't getting those nice slices. They were just a little too mushy. Yeah, that's what I was trying to explain on my last one, but the taste was fucking spectacular. It's a complicated piece of meat. I'm surprised you didn't send us pictures, Rob. You want to talk about offending someone. Yeah, we have another group thread because we want to give you a break every once in a while. You can't not send us your meat pictures. Come on, bro. Put them on the I table. I wonder what happened there. I can't believe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, did you do a big boy? Was it a big 15-pounder? 13 or 14. Costco pickup. It was good. Any of these smoked meats with rice is really the play is what i've learned like you, you eat them fresh kind of standalone by themselves the first night and then every other time you throw it on a blackstone with some jasmine rice and it's just <laughs> it's the best what have you been streaming dan you guys are gonna hate it love is blind season three we're back baby fucking love that show netflix go <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's it's a great compromise show for the misses, and I thoroughly love it. I'm not going to blame it on her. That's all me. Fucking love, love is blind. I'm still hammering my way through Entourage. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but just finished the greatest episode of all time where he gets the part to play Aquaman. And I will say, and I think I've said this before, on par with that moment in Entourage, which is a very subpar season, at the end of season five, when he's at the bar and him and he have the big fight, he gets the call to play Gatsby. That might be my number one. You don't like whoa, 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 whoa. The top of the peak of the mountain about the snowboard, and he's about that, to get Aquaman. That's what I'm saying. That's what I just watched. I think it's one, two. Okay. I was traveling that when Obi Trice hits. Yeah. Since they want to know, yeah. that part hits. But I think the one that rivals that is Spider Man when they're up, when they're oh, at the high school party. Yeah, he's up on the top. Yeah. And they beat. yeah. That one. Yeah. The problem with the season five app is it's like, it's finally this drama in the show. Like, eating him are having issues, and all of a sudden they just like clear it up in like two seconds. I'm like, well, that was easy. Doesn't have the drama of the, the Aquaman. Much like my Daniel Jones um, uh, truther takes, my season five entourage truther takes are coming in waves as I reapproach that that season. I like the Kanye one too when they're about to go to Cannes. Yeah, and Kanye bar. Yeah, R.I.P. Kanye. <laughs> yeah, R- Kanye is officially done. Yeah, Dude, HBO you- pulled that episode. <laughs> they probably did. no, they did. You can't do that. No, <laughs> no, but you you're, going, you're going from two billion dollars in net worth down to uh, four hundred million. I know that's uh, very full problems, but holy shit, massive, massive. He's a full massive. on like, like if you hit the button that says like self destruct, like he he hit that button a while ago, and he is just just doubling down. It's a good looking brisket, Rob. I know what you mean, though. I can tell. I can just tell by looking at it that it's just yeah. not exactly where we want it. Quickly for a stream, if you like true crime serial killer stuff not necessarily serial killer but into the deep the submarine murder case on netflix pretty spooky stuff psychopaths all around us is all i gotta say no truer case study than that bad boy so i I suggest you check that out if you're interested in that kind of stuff hour and 20 minutes pretty good all right any hitters boys on the way out Truth be told, folks, we were supposed to have Dan John, and he had uh, something come up last minute, so we're just bullshitting tonight. We're going to backfill with him, and then we have a couple other guests in the coming weeks. Dan, what do you uh, what do you got from a hitter perspective? Bud? I went back for the games catalog, one of my favorite rappers, and West Side Story by the game. Just doesn't yeah. get any better. It's fantastic. What about you, Rob? Uh, I was listening to Kitas on Rogan. Started doing some red hot chili pepper. So I'm going to put the uh, Adventures of Rain Dance, Maggie. Cool. Yeah, I haven't dug deep with those guys in a long time. Two friends put out Big Booty Mix 22. I've only listened to it once. 
so I can't fully review it, but you know, you got to dive in and listen to it at least 15 to 20 times, right? Like it's just kind of the, the standard rule. What I heard, I liked the used one of my favorite emo bands from back in the day released a song called fuck you. Great song, good gym song, classic used where, you know, they put this pretty song together and they're saying just the meanest shit. And then speaking of like 2005, Jeezy came out with a new album called Snowfall. I can't just pick a song because it really plays well together. If you like Jeezy and you like old Jeezy when he was in his prime, start to finish, great, great, genuine Jeezy stuff. So throw that on. That's like three hours worth of music between that and Big Booty Mix. So when the new booty comes out, do you put on like a turtleneck and over the ear headphones and just kick your feet up and just really listen to it and analyze it? No, I, I turn it on in the gym and uh, <laughs> and then I suffer to it. But right, just like right. you taught me to, because I didn't even know this was a real thing until, <laughs> you know, you were like, oh, yeah, Mara loves this stuff. And it really gets you through a workout. And I was like, wow, this stuff is this is Adderall. Fantastic. Yeah, that part has worn off. It's, it's not quite an If she hears this. Anymore. If she hears it and you don't give her credit, she'll get very upset. So all the credit goes to Mara. She pretty much has a big booty mix. She is the reason why, I don't know, at least everyone in my life knows about it. Because no one knew about this shit. So good for her. She probably caught it from, like, like the college girls, right? I would imagine. Like, we probably would have just for sure. this. We would have just been oh, yeah. ships passing in the night. So, all right, boys. Fun as usual. Later. Later.